Welcome to this special episode of CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's chief outreach officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download ebooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. This special episode of CareCast was recorded at CareNet's 2020 National Conference in Orlando, Florida, where author and speaker Peter Heck was a keynote speaker. Rollins sat down with Peter just after he delivered his inspirational speech to hundreds of pregnancy center staff and volunteers who were gathered to sharpen their skills around reaching women and men considering abortion. Let's listen in on Rollins and Peter's conversation about how to effectively reach people in a culture that no longer values unborn life. So, Peter, we are here at the CareNet conference in Orlando, and uh, you just finished your keynote speech. Uh, thanks so much for taking time out of your no doubt busy schedule to join us at the conference. It's kind of an amazing year, a different time, COVID yeah. and all the rest of it. And and uh, you making the way down here has just been fantastic. You really blessed our audience and uh, made them laugh and made them think, which is one of the things that always is something that good speakers do. And so wow. we're just delighted to have you. I appreciate that. And it was a thrill to be part of this. I've done workshops the last several years and uh, just to be able to to be there with everybody and everything that went on before, it just just a real honor. So, yeah, no, you, you came highly recommended by, wow. by Kay, our conference director. She said, we've got to get Peter to up yeah. on the big stage with the big lights. And it was so, neat. And you it did well. Neat. Thank you. I appreciate you, yeah, that. You did well, it is so. different, though, with with the table so spaced out and that yeah. room so wide. It's just it's a definitely a different look. But I'm glad that we had this conference in person. I think it was, it was great. Yeah, I, I heard that from a lot of folks. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about um, your love for Barbie dolls? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I think was a key theme of your right. talk. Right. Yes, I tried why to build it Why I love it Barbie dolls. And, yes, and that, Barbie okay. dolls. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, you know, for people that haven't heard the speech, they're probably going to really wonder what in the world. Yeah, but probably it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a dark chapter in my life, but I, <laughs> I have persevered and made it through. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, just playing off of that general idea, trying to think of a way to introduce the concept of defining moments. That's mm-hmm. the way my my mind worked because I really do feel like that's where we that's where we are as right. a, as a society, and not just a society, but a civilization. Um, Western Civ is it's unique, it's special, um, built upon key fundamental principles, and they're under siege. Yes, so you can see that. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think we, you know, we. That's been one of the things, at least from from a CareNet perspective, that we talk about quite a bit. I mean, one of these fundamental principles, right. um, and you know, there's obviously you know social unrest right now, political unrest, there's racial unrest, all these different things, and you know, one of the things I've been saying to people that you know much much of the marching and protesting is about you know liberty and the pursuit of happiness or somebody's concept of that but some of the same people who are marching for those things actually are not marching for life and so without life liberty and the pursuit of happiness really don't matter right right first things first which is life and so absolutely so if you're going to have that perspective and that's one of those foundational things and we're kind of at a crossroad in many ways and in, in in terms of that tell me about how you're you know, how you're seeing that in in what you're doing i guess in your day job and the other yeah. stuff you do but also in terms of how you integrated that into uh, your talk to our folks well um i teach in a public high school and um it is remarkable to me my first year in the classroom was 2001 so september 11th happened one month 
month into my teaching career, and um, they don't prepare you for things like that in teacher college. But uh, mm. so 19 years in the classroom, and even though I'd like to to say that mine is a fairly sheltered community, you still are dealing with students that are now encountering things in their lives that I could not imagine. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it's kind of opened my eyes to this general shift that's happening in society and in the culture. And there's such an effort to fix, you mentioned some of the marches and some of the protests. I almost liken it to we're, we're attempting to put Band-Aids on all of these cultural ills and cultural problems, plug holes in, in a leaky ship, when really what needs to be done is look at those look at those fundamentals that are mm-hmm. withering away, and so um, it's difficult uh, because of course you're required in a in a public classroom to abide by the standards and the curriculum that the that the state sets, and mm-hmm. that there's part of the problem there. But at the same time. Um, some of these foundational documents that I teach from in American history that articulate these ideas. Um, and and then the larger conversation that comes from that, when Jefferson writes about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, what do those, what do those mean? Um, in what ways uh, do we see them uh, play out today? And, and so it leads itself to conversations that I think are, that are important um, and hopefully, uh, hopefully stick. Yep. Well, I really um, appreciated that you kind of making that point, and particularly for Christians. Yeah. And how you know we have a call to, you know, be steadfast in terms of what we're what we're called to do from from right. the gospel pers- perspective. Unpack a little bit of like sort of what you talked about in that regard, and how you kind of built upon that. You know, your love for Barbie dolls, and yeah. then that all the way to the <laughs> to all that. Well, it's just there is such a tendency. Um, for Christians who have grown up in an America. And I, I think I'll use an example, my grandpa, who was a World War II vet. And he exists now um, in his room, in his, in his house, watching Fox News constantly and um, loves, loves Fox News. It's great. But he's bitter. Uh, and that's the best way to describe it because every day he says, is this, every time I talk to him, is this what I fought for? Is this what I saw my brothers in arms die for? What this country's becoming? A- and there's just this frustrated sense of America isn't what it used to be and mm-hmm. and we we've lost all of this and it's easy to become discouraged like that mm-hmm. but for Christians it may be new to us maybe but it's not new for God's people this is where God's people have always been down through the ages mm-hmm. they've never sat in the lap of uh, the little carve out of American history is unique in the history of the world for for God's people that religious freedom and those things so even if it's new to us we can take solace in and even encouragement from seeing in every page of scripture God's champions are the ones standing athwart the the spirit of the age and and mm-hmm. combating that and uh, the fact that uh, you you read in Corinthians that we're God's ambassadors making his appeal to the world I mentioned in my workshop that Queen Esther, I love the story of Esther, and this isn't anything that she would have chosen for herself. I mean, she was growing up Hadassah the Jew. The next thing she knows, she wins a beauty pageant, becomes queen, and then her cousin's telling her, you got to go risk your life to plead for the people. And, And of course, says those famous words, who knows, but for such a time as this, you've been called. And mm-hmm. I look at what's happening in American society. It's not surprising God. He knew all of this was going to happen. And knowing that, he placed you here and me here for this time in this place. Mm-hmm. And that fires me up. Um, it gets me excited about what role can I play uh, to build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think 
thinking that way, understanding that we are strangers and exiles in a world that is going to seem a walking contradiction to what it is that we hold true, I think that understanding that um, will guard against some of that frustration that, mm-hmm. that is easy to feel when you, when you think, man, nobody thinks like me, nobody believes like me, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's me against the world. Yeah, 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 and, and it really is—it really is an important concept because, you know, if, if you sort of get locked in in that cycle of bitterness and despair, then the enemy wins. Right, right. So you know, he, and he you, doesn't care what you're mad at, just as long as you're mad at it. He doesn't care what you hate, just as long as you, as long as you're disengaged, as long as you're disengaged. Yes, and uh, and that kind of thing. And so, spend yeah. and you spend your life just saying, "Well, I'm going to spend my life with my bags packed, waiting on heaven to get here." Well, right. well now Satan has taken out one of God's key pieces mm-hmm. to make his appeal and to and to make change in the world. And mm-hmm. I just I think there's a better way for us. Yeah, and I, I think that was you know one of the concepts you talked about, and just you know basically. You know, using where we are to impact people in our own circle of influence, and how powerful each one of us has an opportunity to do that. And you, right. you're talking about, you were talking a bit about you, you know, as a high school teacher, mm-hmm. and, and also in terms of the speaking that you do right. and the writing that you do and that kind of thing. So, kind of unpack that a little bit more for yeah, us. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's so easy to see everything and want to fix everything, and and how do I become the next William Wilberforce and and change the world in that sense? And I think that's a tool of Satan as well to. Get get us overwhelmed to the point that we're trying to figure out how we can do all of these things. Well, I, I think it's pretty clear in Scripture that what God's looking for is available servants and mm-hmm. people who will do His work in His way, in His time. And when we do that, then God works the miracles and He gets the glory. And that's that's the awesome thing about this, that there was a time that I thought, um, you're going to laugh at me for this, but when, and this doesn't have anything to do with Barbies, when I was first uh, getting started, I, I did a radio show just on our local radio station in, in Kokomo, Indiana, which by the way, the Beach Boys song, it is not in any way, shape, or form like that in not, Kokomo, Indiana. There's it's no, not? nothing. No. I, so they I, probably had not been there. Right. I'm going to describe. I don't they, think they, they just like the way it sounds. They like it rhymed with the words they needed it to rhyme with. <laughs> that's so fine. That's, that's fine. Where, a city. Yes. Kokomo. Kokomo. Done. Exactly Check. what happened. <laughs> but anyway, it's. I don't even know where I was going with this. But the, sitting in, in Kokomo, Indiana, and um, on my, my radio station, I thought, I could be the next Rush Limbaugh. I mean, I could have this next. And and so this becomes my objective and my goal. And there's discouragement along the way. And at some point, it dawned on me, God has blessed me with an incredible ministry here with these kids in my school. He's blessed me with an incredible ministry with this local audience on the radio station. And rather than coveting that which I don't have, Mm -hmm. I should have a heart of gratitude for look at what I'm able to do and be a a servant for the kingdom. And not only do I think that that helps me in my spiritual walk, and it does, but it also makes me so much more effective with the people that I'm trying to reach because you're building those connections, you have those relationships, and uh, and that's when that's when the Holy Spirit really does His work. Mm-hmm. And I think if we all took that approach, and I know it's easy to say that, mm-hmm. but if we're all playing our part, uh, Peter writes in in First Peter that. He, he talks about exile scattered throughout all these various provinces. Well, I don't think that's by chance. I think that God has positioned us like chess pieces, master chess player, exactly where he wants us to undermine Satan and what he's trying to do. And right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and, and if the piece won't move right, when, when it needs to move, then 
you know, right. the king gets castled or right. the king gets, you know, and I, overtaken. And I'm a believer, so it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm a believer God's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish, but what a privilege it is for us to be able to play a part of that. And mm-hmm. that's um, that's what motivates me. Yeah. No, I think that's really, I think that's really good. And I think that's very motivating. Um, you know, one of the things that is sort of a big part of Karenette's annual conference is this whole notion of, of being refreshed. And we, mm-hmm. we get that in the surveys often that people and I've had people come up to me at conference after after they've experienced conference that wasn't going to come and you know I, and you know I got here and you know and I was just really down and yeah. just saying maybe this is the last year I can do this or last week I can do this or whatever and then came here and was refreshed and and uh, I, I certainly think that your um, remarks to our folks helped uh, lift that and I and I think the other thing too which I think is so significant the, the point that you're making there is in terms of you know just the impact that you can have as an individual we look at you know that's one of the big debates in our in our culture now right systemic issues right. is there systemic racism is there not and there are people on right. both sides of that debate no there is no there aren't and you know one of the things I said yesterday when I kind of gave my keynote I talked to the fact that you know when Jesus came there were systemic issues mm-hmm. there was the Roman government yeah you know, that was oppressing the Jews and others. It was a systemic issue. Yeah. There were the Pharisees. That was a systemic issue. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of systemic issues. And Jesus spoke to the systemic issues, but he spent his time transforming individual hearts. Yeah, that's good. And Because systems are put in place by people. Right. So if you want to change a system, you need to change the people in the system. Yeah. And and I think a lot of the frustration, um, the frustration that people have, even some protesters or whatever, you know, they're like, well, I, the system and you can't change it. You end up like Don Quixote, you know, fighting wind. Right. It's that kind of thing. You just, I just, I'm trying, I can't, I, and you become a zealot, you become angry, you become right. frustrated, you become isolated. But what you can do is you can reach an individual person in the circle of influence that God has given that's you. Exactly and right. that's, that's exactly what Satan doesn't want you to see and yeah. know because that person that you impact, right. you know, you never know who that person's going to impact and, and then and how that's going to play forward in terms of for the kingdom of God. So. Well, and, and Satan is very good at, and it's yeah. one of the things I tried to say uh, in the keynote, to, to these individuals who are running these clinics, um, maybe... He's very good at convincing you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough, and yeah. um, and and then bring on that sense of guilt, or we're not getting the numbers that we need to be getting. We're not seeing the turnaround and the conversions and all of this that we need to be seeing. That is something that um, believers need to be on guard against because if we're being faithful, mm-hmm. God will handle the consequences. Yeah, yeah, he he, he does. Will. He's faithful for that. Yeah, yeah. and he, just like he said to Peter when Peter. He got his marching orders, and you're going to, you know, this, that, and the other. And Peter's like, now this is like after Christ has kind of restored him after right. he denied him three times. Right. You know, and he gets, Peter gets the marching orders, and his kind of first response is, well, what about John? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jesus, of course, says, what is it to you? What's going to happen right. to him? Yes. Be faithful in the thing that I've called you to do. And, I, and right. I think Peter certainly took those words to heart and, yeah. you know, and lived and died that life glorifying yeah. God. So yeah. good. Well, listen, again, uh, so delighted that you were here uh, to join us, that you've been such a a steadfast uh, supporter of this group of folks that are very committed to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, all those things, just to go back to your history, uh, teacher background, and I really appreciate that. You have no idea what an honor it is to be associated with this organization and and to speak, and uh, the people are are wonderful, and praise God for you and your leadership. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. All right, take care. You too. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. 
For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.